Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z. Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations, and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner Sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way with new eyes. So, stay with us, and together, we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today, the soul, part two. And before we explore this topic, I'd like to say a few words about Alice Bailey. Alice Bailey is the founder of Lucis Trust, and she wrote 24 volumes of literature. And those 24 volumes of literature are the main inspiration for the dialogue that you'll hear on this show. Uh, the following thought is also from the works of Alice Bailey. The great need at this time is for experts in the life of the soul and for a group of men and women who, undertaking the great experiment and transition, add their testimony to the truth of the statements of the mystics and seekers of the ages. And uh, <clears throat> we've... Um, started this topic earlier, and if you heard the last show, uh, it's uh, wonderful, and you're up to date with us, perhaps, but perhaps, uh, Sarah, you'd like to make a, a little recap, uh, uh, something about the soul, and a little summary about what we've been talking about so far before we proceed? Well, we spent quite a lot of time just trying to define the soul, to define our terms um, in the beginning of our discussion. The soul is a, a word I'm sure all listeners are familiar with, and yet to define it is not that easy. Uh, the Ageless Wisdom, uh, which is the teaching found in the books of Alice Bailey, defines the soul as consciousness or as awareness. So you could say that uh, the soul is the realization or the awareness of another level of life beyond that of the outer form. There are uh, three parts, we could say, three 
levels of being to the human being, the spirit or pure divinity, the outer form or body, which is the material aspect, and the relation between them, which is the soul. And that realization of being both divine and human, of being both spirit and form, is the consciousness of the soul. And that's what awakens as one develops spiritually and treads the path. Then we talked for some time about how we recognize the soul, how we, how we become attuned to its expression in our lives, how we can begin to hear its note being sounded, so to speak. And um, we spent some time focusing on the realization of the soul as the expression of love and light, as the um, ability to sense relationship of oneself to other human beings and, and finally to the whole of life. And beyond that, is there any high well, point we should mention? The soul is, uh, represents the quality of, of life and it's, it's part of that trinity that you mentioned. Of, uh, another way of looking at that trinity, which is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, but another way of saying it is life, quality, and appearance. The, the life of God, the quality of the soul, and the appearance in physical form. And that's, it's very good to kind of bear this in mind, this trinity, the um, makeup of the trinity, because too often I think that's what's missing in discussion, in religious discussion, in spiritual discussion. They talk about the form world, and they talk about God, but there's seldom a lot of discussion about the in the middle principle, the soul factor. And uh, that's why we uh, emphasize the soul so much on this program, because it is that middle principle, the building factor. It's what actually builds the form and gives us quality. And uh, so it's very important to kind of uh, focus on that, because it provides, gives you what the quality of life that you are living. We have... Um Many questions to ask about the soul, and as much as I'd like to continue our uh, recap, perhaps we've got to move forward with um, uh, another question here. This is one I've always been interested in, and um, uh, I don't know if there's any complete answer to it, but maybe we can gain some insight. How does one deepen his contact with the soul, and uh, and how do, how do we work with the soul if we're looking for the soul and trying to work with it and improve oneself in, in connection with the soul and cooperation with the soul? How is that accomplished, contacting the soul and working with it? There are a number of um, ways one can awaken um, a realization of the soul. One of the most obvious uh, is expressed in some words I remember from my childhood religious training. Those are words from the Bible, be still and know that I am God. I often think about that when I think of trying to contact the soul, be still. Be still and know that I am God. First of all, we have to cultivate stillness, silence in our lives. We can't come upon the soul through noise and activity and clamor and distraction and multitasking and all of the sorts of things that we occupy our time with, especially in this very hectic and active uh, day and age. There has to be 
a cultivation of silence and of, well, I suppose the word for it would be inwardness, of um, not of narcissism, not of uh, self-absorption, it's not that, but it's a kind of turning within to see and hear what's going on within oneself. So, so often people are focused almost entirely on the outer level of life and on the reactions and uh, words and thoughts of the people around them, the activity around them, the form world in which they live, and they overlook almost completely the inner realm, which is the part of life that we hear only when we begin to cultivate silence. This is the great um, significance behind prayer and meditation, that you have to have this this um, opportunity for shutting out the outer noise of life before you can begin to hear the voice of the inner teacher, the, the, the Christ within, as the soul is sometimes called. And that's why there's that wonderful classic by the great teacher H.P. Blavatsky, The Voice of the Silence. You don't hear that voice until there is silence. And uh, speaking of um, the voice of the silence, I think one way to deepen one's contact with the soul is, of course, through meditation, but also following the line of uh, the five senses, because uh, each of the five senses are a sense of sight and a sense of hearing and a sense of touch and smell and taste. All of those have higher correspondences in, in the more subtle levels. And uh, it, it's following our sense of hearing. And as you say, we have to achieve this silence first. And that's the great value of using meditation. Because meditation is, is a way of achieving and drawing us back up to the, the point of origin in the soul and to listen to cultivate that ability to listen in the quietness and hear that uh, quiet voice of the soul. And it doesn't come through as a, a, a someone, an audible sound, you know, won't hear a voice. It's, it's a very deep impression that comes from deep within you. Yeah, I smile to myself when I hear you say you won't hear a voice, and yet a lot of people, when they begin to meditate, look for just that, a voice, from some being beyond themselves that's going to give them some words of wisdom. That's not the idea of meditation. The voice or the impression you want to respond to is the soul, which is you, yourself, your higher self not some discarnate entity speaking words that you suddenly pick up like a, a radio station on a Sunday night when the airwaves are calm. You, you want to hear your own inner wisdom, your own inner knowledge. We know far more than we are capable of realizing or acting upon. Somebody said that we don't act on much more than 10% of our brain capacity. And we don't begin to realize how much we know uh, as as souls in incarnation because we don't draw upon that uh, font of uh, wisdom and experience from the past. So um, the voice that we want to hear is our own our own higher self. 
some other ways that we can deepen contact with the soul and begin to cultivate it and as you say work with it is one method is through service when we serve others in some way or another something awakens within us that that fosters the soul within us and fosters our sensitivity to the soul in others look what's happening with the people who have rushed to the aid of the victims of the hurricane I was reading not too long ago about a physician who specializes in emergency medicine who gave uh, time to helping the victims that had been taken to the um, center in Houston and they were so needy and so grateful and he described it as the high point of his medical career those days he spent in Houston with those victims why? they were miserable and suffering and I'm sure he was too why would that be the high point of his medical career? because something was drawn out of him through the desperate need that he was confronted with that awakened a sense of compassion and of love for humanity and of a strength within him a strength to give and he was thrilled with it and that is the very essence of the soul that mm -hmm. he was giving unselfishly and all of that that he his little ego let's say uh, dr ego just <laughs> kind of stepped aside and allowed this uh, greater sense of beingness and love to to come through and uh, that's uh, kind of the essence of what we really have to do in uh, in our outer life it was such a poignant story one final word about that experience he mentioned being absolutely astounded when one of the women he was helping kissed his hand he said nobody's ever kissed my hand before that's how desperate those people are and how how uh, joyful he was to be able to serve them service awakens a sense of the soul so does compassion compassion is love for human beings and an ability to identify with them to to put yourself in their place for those people who just tuned in you're listening to inner sight our topic for today is the soul part two and we have a special offer from Lucis Publishing Company today, and that's the Alice Bailey book, Ponder on This. And Ponder on This is an unusual uh, Alice Bailey book in the sense that it's a compilation of extracts from all 24 of our books. And I especially like this, uh, this book, Ponder on This, because when I began, I uh, perused this book, and of course, um, uh, all the... Um, Topics and the larger uh, the larger volumes are are abridged and summarized and, and it serves a good purpose because um, when you go through this you more or less develop a uh, an order of priority as to which uh, topics which books you'd like to look at first and uh, and it helps you decide uh, which which of the 24 volumes you'd like to read and in what order perhaps you'd like to read them. Uh, it's available for $16 and the discount comes in the form of free shipping and handling. And so what you need to do in order to get in on this special offer is ask for the book, ponder on this, and uh, send us a check or money order for $16. Say that you heard the offer on the show Inner Sight, little notation, 
and send that check or money order, $16, to Lucis, Lucis is L-U-C-I-S, Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And uh, a lot of times uh, people have reason to get in touch with Lucis Trust, and um, sometimes they ask for general packages of information, which come for free, of course, tells you a lot about Lucis Trust. Most commonly asked question is, uh, is Lucis Trust a religion? And no, it's not. It's uh, it's uh, um, a uh, spiritual philosophy um, organization. They discuss spiritual philosophy. People from all walks of life uh, and all backgrounds attend. And I, I think, to me, the miracle is how Sarah and Dale here are able to harmonize all that diversity, and they actually have a meeting where people are getting along. Hard to believe, but true. Uh, at any rate... Um, if you'd like that general package of information or cassette tapes or other books or um, or anything that you might schedule over meditation meetings, perhaps, give us a call at 1-866-695-8247. Uh, that's a toll-free number, and the easy way to remember it is 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Think of 1-866-NEW-YORK-LUCIS. LUCIS is L-U-C-I-S. Uh, many people key into our website, uh, and they get a lot of information on that website, uh, find out a lot about uh, the Lucis Trust organization, and uh, and also uh, many of them uh, look at the uh, previously archived uh, library of radio shows that we have, the website, www.lucistrust.org. Thank you very much, by the way, for your uh, donations. Um, we appreciate them. Uh, both large and small. It's certainly a, a demonstration of your support for this radio show. Uh, and once again, we're on the topic of the soul. Uh, you know, one wants to know, too, I think many people might there might be out there asking, uh, too, that once we get on that spiritual path and we uh, begin to uh, develop spiritually, how do... Uh, how does one's sense of the soul change as we as one develops spiritually? Well, I was hoping we could say a little bit more about deepening our contact with the soul. Oh, I see. Yeah, well, I would like that too. But because uh, um, I think that we have to uh, focus on some some attitudes that people can cultivate in their own lives that mm-hmm. will foster their awareness of the soul. One of them is not being afraid of conflict or of trouble or of um, hard times the very hard times and difficulties and friction that people encounter can be often really um, fruitful times for bringing in awareness of the soul. Somehow when things are going along swimmingly and one is very comfortable and working with uh, relationships and with challenges that are uh, at his level of comfort, the soul isn't particularly needed. The personality is perfectly able to cope, and um, there isn't a demand for the deeper reservoirs that represent the soul. It's when one is in a, a, a crisis situation or perhaps confronting the unfamiliar, the new and unknown, that one turns to the soul, to the inner strength and wisdom that uh, in ordinary daily life you don't have to call upon. That's why travel can be such a, a broadening experience and strengthen an awareness of the soul, not only because it brings you into touch with different peoples than you normally would meet, but also because you're put in new situations. Yes, and it reminds me of uh, <clears throat> what I've read in the, in the 
the books of Alice Bailey, she says, um, if there is no crisis in your life, then create one. Create <laughs> 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 one. In order to touch base with the soul and develop the soul within, I guess. That's right. Create one. Yeah. It's not what the personality which loves to be happy would do. And, of course, we're not going to go chase down sorrow and trouble. No, it'll come to us. Don't worry. But when it does, it doesn't mean that you've failed or done something wrong. It's a part of life. And that's when the soul can come to the fore. But um, oh, I also wanted to add something to what Dale was saying earlier about the senses. Because I think you're really right that cultivating the senses brings an awareness of the soul. Just earlier this week, I was listening to the radio and a piece of music by Sibelius. Um, Song of the Earth Chant de la Terre was played on the radio it was so beautiful it stayed with me through the whole day and it lifted me up in some way that's hard to describe beautiful art, beautiful music beautiful poetry and literature bring out some kind of responsiveness I think Yes, and that's, of course, a good way to cultivate those higher senses is through beauty and through art and through culture. And it's it's bringing those factors and those energies into your life that really um, your lower self is beginning to refine, become more refined, and therefore it's becoming more in sync with the beauty of the soul. And it it enables that soul beauty to come through. The more you are able to synchronize your lower, more coarser vibration with the soul, the more you you create that alignment. And uh, that's the whole purpose of all the training that we go through. And and actually, it's the purpose of these shows, just to uh, make you aware, make us all aware that... um, this must be done to to uh, enable that uh, to the extension of your senses in a more refined way will uh, create that path back to the soul. I think that might be why there's a lot of concern today about the coarsening of our culture. There is a sense that something's being diminished in our human um, potential in our our capacity for the true, the good, and the beautiful. Something is being diminished by the coarsening of our culture, the crude, um, um, sexualized, materialized portrayal of life, including family life on the so-called sitcoms, bothers everybody. And it's because it doesn't inspire our better angels. It speaks to our lower selves. And um, so... That's another way that we can strengthen the contact with the soul by exposing ourselves and our children and our loved ones to beauty as much as possible. But to return to your question, Robert, about how we... Does the the sense of the soul change as one develops spiritually? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, I think so. I think we start out sensing that the soul is immortality, that... We are the soul, therefore we don't die when the body dies. Maybe that's the earliest sense of the soul. But it's much more than that. It begins to express as a sense of responsibility. 
as being here on earth to live not just for our own welfare and benefit, but for others. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That's because it says the first indication of the soul taking possession of the lower self is this sense of responsibility. Hmm. And it uh, is the ability to respond not only just to your own selfish little self, but to the needs that you see around you. You respond to your family, respond to your friends, respond to the needs of the community, and, well, you know, you, you, we see it in response to the uh, <coughs> great tragedies that we just came through with Katrina and Rita and also the tsunami in Southeast Asia. And um, it, it's responding like that to great human suffering and need, and maybe that's why we are exposed to these uh, great sufferings. They, they evoke that responsive nature within us. And it's a very strengthening, um, strengthening um, energy there that uh, brings out the best in us. Out of this sense of responsibility, I think, comes a growing willingness to obey or to adhere to a calling that we might intuitively feel within us and sometimes even very young children are aware of some kind of um, oh some kind of role or task that they must fulfill in this lifetime and I think it's too easy to kind of dismiss that as child fantasies when in fact many of us may very well come in with some sense of um, a task or a, an obligation to carry out that sense of obedience is part of the spiritual path that you don't live just for self-indulgent reasons just for personal pleasure but because you have something that you are to contribute to that belongs to or enriches the the whole and out of this obedience and responsibility in time develops a sense of a plan that includes all of us and every living thing that there is a design or a plan and intention that um, is the cause of life on earth and that we are here to figure it out and to cooperate with it and to fulfill it that's humanity's task and to figure it out that takes uh, discrimination and that's another one of the abilities that we must cultivate because you can uh, it, it's not a matter of discriminating purely at the physical level. It's discriminating at the spiritual level, being able to discriminate between the, the outer sounds of the world and the inner sounds of the soul. And it's cultivating the more subtle nature of your discriminating nature. And I'd like to put in a final word mm -hmm. for simplicity as... Um, a changing expression of the soul as we develop. We don't head necessarily toward complexity, but toward simplicity as our sense of the soul awakens. I'd like you to take advantage of the special offer from uh, Lucy's Trust, and that's the book Ponder on This. Ponder on This is a, um, a compilation of extracts from the works of Alice Bally, and um, as I said, I especially like this because it makes your studying and reading of the Alice Bailey books a lot easier because uh, all, of the, um, uh, all of the books are more or less condensed or abridged in the uh, book Ponder on this, uh, 
Once again, it's a compilation of extracts from all 24 books by Alice Bally. Uh, the discount comes in the form of free shipping and handling, handling, and it's available for $16. What you need to do is send a check or money order to for $16 to Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And also, if you need to get in touch with us for any reason, um, about um, if you want to ask for a general package of information, which gives you quite a bit of information about Lucis Trust, uh, or if you'd um, like to order some of the other books or hear some of the uh, previous radio shows, then give us a call at one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. The easy way to remember it is one eight six six NY Lucis. Think of one eight six six New York Lucis. Lucis is L-U-C-I-S. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z.